Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Regular listeners of the program know how passionate I am about the Daily Newsletter. Yeah, it really is my passion project. Beyond what I do here on Sirius XM five days a week, beyond what I get to do on CNN one day a week, I'm all about the newsletter because it allows me to present to you my show prep and it allows me to create what I think the country most needs, which is to help people get out of their media silos and stop being tethered to the right only or to the left only. And so the newsletter consists of 20 aggregated links, links that I hand select, <clears throat> pardon me, drawing them from a variety of disparate news sources in an attempt to present media balance. Uh, the comment that I most often hear from the more than 100,000 subscribers that we have is that they scroll through it during the course of their morning as they're beginning their day. We deliver it by 8 a.m. Eastern time. And even if you can't get beyond some of the paywalls that we can't control because we give you the lead of the story and some art and graphics, you walk out the door knowing what's going on in the world and not from only a right or left perspective. So that's the, the short version of the newsletter. There's an exclusive content component, which heretofore has consisted of of essays drawn from listeners, drawn from members of academia, drawn from uh, public servants, people involved in the political process who've written exclusively for the website. And that's the way that it was for the last two years. 20 links, a poll question of the day to try and inspire and drive your traffic, and also exclusive content that was written. About six weeks ago, maybe two months by now, I saw a story in the newspaper. It caught my eye and it talked about a number of prize winning editorial cartoonists who all lost their jobs in one fell swoop on one particular day. And one of those who was quoted in the story was Jack Oman, formerly of the Sacramento Bee, an award-winning editorial cartoonist. I brought him on the program soon thereafter simply to talk about the world of editorial cartoons because I've grown up loving political cartoons. Tony Auth, Sidney Wilkinson here in Philadelphia uh, at the top of that list. It was after my conversation with Jack that the light bulb went off and I thought, wait a minute, these are individuals looking for a platform. I'm an individual with a platform that I'm eager to share. Maybe there's a marriage to be made. Long story short, Jack Oman, formerly of the Sacramento Bee, draws exclusively for us on Tuesdays. Steve Breen, formerly of the San Diego Union, draws exclusively for the newsletter 
on Thursdays. And as of today, Rob Rogers, formerly of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, is now drawing for Smirconish.com. And today is just a picture-perfect political cartoon. This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite now through April 15th NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program head to netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. As of today, Rob Rogers, formerly of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, is now drawing for Smirconish.com. And today is just a picture-perfect political cartoon, and this is Rob Rogers. Hey, Rob, thank you so much for your association. Thank you for what you drew today and your willingness to come on the program as well. Hey, my pleasure, Michael. Uh, it's a, it's a thrill, really, and uh, and I love the newsletter. I mean, I, this is you know I just started getting it, and um, it looks great. And and I I agree that I kind of walk away with some new perspectives every day. So that's good. Tell me a little bit about yourself. So you you have been drawing. You're Pittsburgh based, and my understanding is that you joined the Pittsburgh Press as an intern. Was it always with an eye toward editorial cartoons? Yeah, so they they hired me as an intern because they didn't have a staff position yet. They were they were actually looking for so I I got hired in '84, uh, and and they were looking for somebody for 1985, and they just didn't have it in the budget. So what they did was they sort of dipped into their photo intern budget and hired me as a summer intern. And then after three months uh, of 
drawing cartoons for them, I eventually um, landed, uh, you know, full time. So in August of that year, I, I started full time. Which came first, the recognition that you have a skill set as as an artist or that you had political insight and wanted to comment on public affairs? Oh, no, I, I <laughs> it was the cartooning that came first and the, and the sort of the comic timing and the artistry. But um, I didn't really have any interest in politics when I was a kid. I noticed a couple of things, like like one time my father made me sit down and watch the Watergate hearings, which I thought were the most boring television I could have imagined. But in hindsight, it was, you know, it was so formative for me because I, I really started to notice these things. And I followed that election fairly closely after that. Uh, well, before that, actually. And then and then the hearings. But but I um, I will say that um, the, the artistry came first. I, I thought I might work for Mad Magazine or draw a comic strip or something <laughs> early on. And then. And then when I got into college, um, I really went there to sort of offer them my skills as a, as a cartoonist illustrator to the newspaper. This was in Stillwater, Oklahoma, because we moved from Philly uh, to Oklahoma. I was born in Philly. But um, anyway, I was out there and I, I went to the, to the school paper and they said, well, you know, we just lost our editorial cartoonist. We could use somebody to do that. And I said, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> And the first cartoon I drew got like letters on both sides of the issue and, and got me into, you know, a little bit of hot water, good hot water, you know. Uh, so I was hooked, you know, and that was it. Take me into your uh, your place of work. So, for example, the cartoon that you drew for us today, where are you when you're doing yeah. it? Uh, and what's the what's the work process like? Well, I'm in my home studio, which which surprisingly you know, I've had a lot, a lot longer than than just when I left the paper. Um, uh, my my newspaper had given me a lot of freedom, and so they began letting me work at home a lot. So so I've always had a home studio, um, and uh, and so my usual routine is to is to get up, you know, get my coffee. Um, unfortunately, I used to get a lot of newspapers delivered, but now now it's all digital, so. I'll look at the Times or or the Washington Post, and um, and now I'm now I'm looking at your newsletter, <laughs> and I and I have a sketchbook, and I'll sort of just jot down different topics for the day that might that seem like they're either either too important to ignore or or just you know something that I think oh I could totally draw something about that you know something I might have an opinion about. Um, and then, you know, I'll watch some morning news and, 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 and then I turn everything off and just sit, you know, and I sit for a while and try to try to envision what what's what's going to happen. I'll stare at that list for a while. <laughs> and then Usually something speaks to me and, and says, you know, this is the topic. Um, in the case of the cartoon that I drew for for this newsletter today, um, I actually had several versions of that cartoon. I had, you know, I had like um you know, two guys with, with signs and, you know, it was, it was very complicated, but eventually it, it narrowed down to that. And, um, and, you know, obviously I'm talking about the age we're all, we're all discussing age limits and term limits for, for our, our legislators and, and thinking about is somebody too old to run again? Is somebody uh, too old to be in office? And, um, and, you know, with, with Mitch McConnell and, and, um, 
and Feinstein and others, it just seemed like uh, a right topic. So, um, oh, in fact, you know, one of the interesting things is my original idea with the sign of the old guy, you know, that's sort of a cliche in New Yorker cartoons and others with the guy, the end is near, right? So the right, guy walking right. along with the yeah. sign. Yep. Oh, actually, maybe I should describe the cartoon for the please, listeners. Please do. Um, yeah, so the cartoon is, is sort of this old guy who looks bedraggled and long beard, and um, and he's holding a sign that, you know, would normally say the end is near, but his sign says the end is nowhere near. <laughs> and a guy that he just passed on the street is looking back at him and saying, come on, Senator, just retire. Right. It's great. <laughs> and, um the so, everyman bag of so groceries. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> right. And um, so the other, uh, the other way that that was going to go was I originally had sort of like, you know, I was thinking about um, how the Republicans and the Democrats are both sort of harping on, on Bidenomics. Right. So, so, you know, the, the, the left thinks, you know, Hey, Bidenomics is working. You know, everybody should be happy. Whereas, you know, the Republicans are like Bidenomics is evil. It's killing us, you know, and somehow both of those things are true in this universe. But so I thought about the end is near uh, with, you know, Bidenomics is coming, you know, the end is near Bidenomics, you know, whatever. And so the, the, the elephant and the donkey. And, and that was my original idea, but I couldn't quite make it gel. And um, and that was a cartoon that I that I ended up not even drawing for syndication. And and, and then I. I I was thinking about the age issue for you, and and that's when I thought, oh, I, I'll appropriate my own, you know, uh, original idea and and change it. Rob, you heard uh, me. That's dis- how you, it happens. Sometimes you, you, these things evolve. You know, you heard me describe the the sort of the genesis of of my reaching out for you. Is it that newspapers today don't appreciate? the skill set, the value of editorial cartoons, or is it more just a sign of the times of newspapers being in such a state of duress? Uh, it depends on which newspaper you're talking about, but I would say both are true. Um, I'd say that it's more the first one because obviously, you know, they haven't eliminated all their sports writers, although although we have had stories about the New York Times and, and, and other places. But, but you know, they haven't let go all their photographers and all their, um, you know, headline writers, but they have let go, you know, their cartoonists. And, and sometimes I think it's uh, – there's two things that happen there. One, it's an easy job to get rid of where, where you can sort of say, well, there's only one, so that'll, that'll save us a salary. We, we can hire two younger uh, reporters or three younger reporters for that salary. And then, you know, the other the other side of it is, well, these guys are controversial and they they stir the pot every day and they get people talking. And sometimes they don't. The talking is not so good for the paper. Now, I I disagree with that assessment, but some editors and publishers believe that um, because, you know, they don't know what to do with us. We're we're a visual satire um, art form and and they're all word people. And I think that, you know. It's refreshing when someone like you says, hey, let's let's add these cartoons in because because it really does, I think, add something to the content. And I do think that people, you know, love it. And when you do surveys at newspapers all around, you know, the country, you find that 
they always come back to the editorial cartoon or the comics. You know, those are the most popular things. So, so the idea that, um, you know, the idea of what the publisher said when, when Jack was fired with those other two cartoonists, uh, Joel and Kevin, you know, when those three guys got fired, the, the, they said that they were changing um, their, their reader, uh, the reader th- looking out for readership needs and changing because of that. And that is, <laughs> I think that's just total baloney, you know. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite now through April 15th NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program head to netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Rob, I'm looking, I'm looking at the New York Times, June 15, 2018. The byline is yours. It says... Rob Rogers joined the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette as an editorial cartoonist in 1993. He worked there until this week in 1999. He was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize. And then here here are the opening a couple of graphs. After 25 years as the editorial cartoonist for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, I was fired on Thursday. I blame Donald Trump. Well, sort of. What's the short version as to the reason of your departure from the the Post-Gazette? 
Well, you know, uh, the funny thing about blame uh, on, on the back of my book that I that I published after after that event, um, I, I said I had a little blurb on the back that said I blame I blame Hillary Clinton because if she had won, I'd still be working at the paper. <laughs> right. Um, you know, because so I guess what I mean by that is that Donald Trump came onto the scene, and it's not like he it's not like he was some remarkable. Well, he was remarkable, but in not not necessarily in a good way. But what he did was he made it permissible for all of the ugly underbelly of our psyche or whatever you want to call it, our, you know, our collective, uh, you know, um, I don't know, <laughs> ego. He, he made it OK for for us to um, to say the, the unspoken out loud, like you know, things about women, things about different races, you know. Um, and I think that, that that appealed to certain people who were trying to, you know, keep those things hidden, uh, you know, and, and in a polite society, we've, we've done that for, for a long time, right? But, um, but what happened was one of those people happened to be my publisher. And um, now he had said a few things in the past that, that um, had made it seem like he may be a person who harbored some, you know, I don't, I don't know if you would call it racist ideas, but, um, but he had said some things like, you know, we need to get rid of affirmative action and, and we need, you know, those people should, should pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. I mean, he actually said that in public once. So, in, in, but in other words, it was it was ideological, than... right? It was ideological. In other words, the, you suddenly found yourself out of step with the ideological direction of the editorial page. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going on too long here. But, but basically what happened is Trump came along. The publisher decided he liked what Trump was saying. He decided after, you know, more than 25 years, probably 50, 75 years of a liberal uh, editorial page, he decided to change it to, to, to just go in a completely different direction. And, and my editor, who was my editor for, for 12 years, the editorial page editor, he quit over it because he didn't, he didn't agree with him and he, and he didn't want to endorse Trump for the, for the election. So, so I was, I was still doing cartoons about other topics. So I was, I was okay for a while, but it eventually, it eventually, you know, the back and forth, eventually got to be too much. And um, he finally hired a guy from Toledo to be the new editorial page editor. He came in and one of his missions was to get me in line. And what they wanted was they wanted me, you know, they never came to me and said, Hey, you know, we're changing the editorial page and you're just not a good fit anymore. That would have been, (laughs) that would have been the right thing to do, but they knew I also had a following. So they just basically said, we want you to, draw nicer cartoons about Trump. And, you know, I just, I I really couldn't in, in my right mind do that. I will never suggest uh, what you publish with us on Wednesdays. I hope you'll be, I think I said this to you in an initial email. I hope you'll be an equal opportunity offender um, because I'm, I'm looking to provide balance, but I'm just thrilled with your work and I'm, I'm thrilled with our association and I wish you all good things. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm 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 uh, really excited about the opportunity. So thank you. Yeah, so the, the, much. For I must say, like the, the, the newspaper, the newspaper's loss is 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 our gain, because 
I've just, for the reasons I've already expressed, I've always valued good editorial. They're funny when done right. They're insightful. Mm-hmm. They make a hell. I mean, like, like today, the, you know, the, the, uh, the classic guy of the end is near all of a sudden doing an about okay. face, uh, and being <laughs> confronted by Joe Citizen is just a perfect sign of our times. So thank you and congratulations. Yeah. Well, thanks, and I and I appreciate the you know the Philly connection. I grew up there till I was uh, fourteen, and and followed Tony off, and he was my hero. So, um, and I and I love Sidney Wilkinson too. So, um, me too. So thanks again, Michael. Okay, that's Rob Rogers, ladies and gentlemen. Wednesdays drawing on Wednesdays, he's syndicated, but on Wednesdays he's ours. So Jack Omen on Tuesdays, Rob Rogers on Wednesdays, Steve Breen on Thursdays, and maybe Sidney in the future as well. I'm loving it. The reactions are great. Today, I'm putting him out there in social media for you to see. But hereafter, you're going to have to make sure you're subscribing. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, Steve, you're in Dallas. Greetings. What did you want to say? I really like Rob Rogers. I admire his integrity and courage. I wish there were more people like him. I mean, I can understand uh, how all of a sudden, I think it's probably a function of cutbacks at newspapers, but I think it's also probably that there's such intolerance now for other, for opposing viewpoints that I could see that where editorial cartoons in the past would be accepted from the left and the right, even if you didn't accept the the message of them, now all of a sudden it's, oh, you know, wait a minute, it's got to be liberal or it's got to be conservative, which it was in this case. Uh, and they he gets caught in the crosshairs. Yeah, they, and I think Rogers is pretty even-handed. I, I like that. Look, I just want to have you know a chuckle and some insight. Over time, I hope I'm seeing uh, the poking of fun at the expense of the left and the right. But my God, on any particular day, I'm not going to look at a, an editorial cartoon and say that's a liberal or that's a conservative. Instead, I'm going to look at it and say, did it did it make me think? I think you and I are on the same page. I agree. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was a it was a big deal uh, when he parted company with the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. I'm looking at uh, June of 2018, New York Times. Rob Rogers joined the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette as a staff editorial cartoonist in 1993, and for years his cartoons have appeared in the newspaper roughly five days a week. But in late May, around Memorial Day, he said they began disappearing. In just over a week, Rogers said six of them were killed. One after it had been placed on a page, the first of the killed cartoons, which Mr. Rogers posted to social media on his website. Good. Here's an here's an illustration verbal, but here's an illustration of what led to his firing. And I'm looking at it. He has Donald Trump placing a wreath on a tombstone that reads truth, honor, rule of law. You get it? Trump in like a cemetery setting, placing a wreath on a tombstone that says those things. Truth, honor, rule of law. And for that, you know, they start uh, cutting his cartoons and ultimately he parts company with them. Yeah, every Wednesday now with us. <laughs> the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Mm-hmm. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.